The Word of God that, that we have uh, the opportunity to look at this morning uh, isn't a mystery to you. We continue on with the Lord's Prayer and, and we focus in on, on this fourth petition, which is the fourth request that we're making to God in this, this prayer. Just to remind you of what we've gotten here, this is what it says from Matthew chapter 6. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. It's amazing the type of things that you remember from your childhood. And I just want to start with, with an, a memory of mine that, that comes into my mind as I'm talking about this, this fourth petition about giving us our daily bread. Um, many of you know that I grew up in a pastor's family. My father uh, was a pastor and, and a professor. Um, but I grew up in, in a town called Saginaw, Michigan, where my father was a pastor at a very large congregation, um, many thousand uh, members there. And it wasn't uncommon. It was the type of congregation that um, paid part of my father's salary through gifts throughout the year, uh, as in food gifts. It wouldn't be uncommon to have um, meat dropped off at our house to feed a a large family. and so I have this thought in my mind, it, it's very vivid to me, every Christmas season, there would be a variety of gifts that would sometimes be dropped off. There would be uh, some fruit baskets, and there would be uh, maybe uh, some, some home-baked goods and things that would be dropped off. But there was always this one couple, and I just dreaded it when they would show up, because they made this holiday bread that I just, I couldn't stand. And every year from like little on, I remember them coming and being so kind and they would drop it off. And if you knew anything about my parents, they were a waste not, want not family. And if we received food, it would not get thrown away. We were going to eat it. And so every Christmas, as much as I was eager for Christmas, I knew the doorbell was going to ring and I knew the, 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 the holiday bread was going to show up. And I like holiday bread in general, but for some reason, this recipe, it just didn't do it for me. And I somehow remember that it was around Christmas where I really started thinking one year about the Lord's Prayer. And as I was thinking about it, I remember saying this to my dad. I said, Dad... I know we're supposed to pray for our daily bread, but please don't let it be holiday bread. (laughs) And that's what was in my mind as I was thinking this Lord's Prayer out and trying to piece together what is it that we're praying for? Well, here's the good news it's not holiday bread, at least not exclusively the holiday bread. But it does beg the question. As we go through the Lord's Prayer, what is our daily bread? And so just to reset ourselves, because if, you, if you've missed a week or two, we're talking about this best prayer ever, and it's, 
It's a best prayer ever for a couple of reasons. We have Jesus himself telling us and modeling for us how to pray. So if Jesus is saying this is a good way to pray, it, it obviously has some credibility. But it's also this Lord's Prayer, the best prayer ever, because it's amazing how much is packed into each of the small sections of this Lord's Prayer. I had a fellow pastor kind of liken it to seven different presents that were wrapped up and on any given moment, you could stop and pause in each of the requests or petitions of the Lord's Prayer and just kind of open it up and really think for many, many minutes about each one because it's so masterfully crafted with such high content. You could even preach a sermon on each one. So it's Jesus taught, it's masterfully crafted, and the other thing that makes it such a great prayer is that it, it checks us in our priority list. You see, there are seven petitions that we ask in the Lord's Prayer, seven requests after the address, the Our Father in Heaven. And if you were to make a tally of how many of those requests pertain to our spiritual well-being and how many of those requests pertain to our physical life, it's incredibly lopsided. The final tally would be six to one. There are six different things that we are told to pray for that directly affect our spiritual life and the spiritual kingdom. And there's one lone petition that has to do with material blessings or physical gifts. And that's the one that we're looking at today. And so Jesus is teaching us something about priorities too. And so let's go ahead and and jump into it, this idea of give us today our daily bread. And some of us might be saying, finally, finally, now is when we get to ask it. The God of all things, the creator of all things, the supplier of everything good, now is the time, having spent some time asking for his kingdom to come and having spent some time asking him to help us keep his name holy, now we can lay it out and say, Lord Jesus, this is what I want. This is on my wish list. Give this to me because it's part of my daily bread. Hmm. We better look back at what daily bread actually is then. There's a neat proverb. You know the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, verse 8. The author of the Proverbs says this. It's a prayer, a very concise prayer. He says, Give me neither poverty nor wealth, but give me only my daily bread. St. Augustine, who you may have heard that name, he was a a pastor in North Africa in the 300s or so. He made a little commentary. He said, Listen to how the author of Proverbs writes this. He says, Give me neither poverty, and then he put in parentheses, so that I don't resent you, nor wealth, and then he put in parentheses, so that I forget you, but just give me my daily bread so that I know I need you. 
And what profound words in that concise phrase, it really explains to us what daily bread is. You see, it's not a phrase that's used often in Scripture. You have it here in the Lord's Prayer. But the idea of daily bread is the very things that I need in this life to simply keep my well-being going. The things I need to keep my body alive and well. The things I need to protect my livelihood. But did you see the word that I said repeatedly? It's the things I I need. You see, we're asking for the Lord to keep us from being too poor that we can't function. And we're also saying, Lord, protect us from becoming so wealthy that we, we forget about you, but rather... Give us today our daily bread. And this is an area where we really struggle with the whole needs versus wants. Because this is the area where we have been so blessed as a society that the idea of what we need has easily shifted to what we want because we so often are able to to stretch ourselves to get the very things we set our hearts on. And so in this petition, this fourth petition about daily bread, we're staring down the specter of materialism that we all struggle with. This is made 100% for 21st century America. This is the idea of needs versus wants. And we live in an incredibly blessed society. And so we feel like we're almost entitled to receive from God every little thing that we set our hearts on. And what we set our hearts on, of course, are the physical things. Like I said before, this is the part of the Lord's Prayer that our sinful nature might get a hold of and say, now we finally get to lay it before our God. In fact, we're going to put criteria on it. We're going to say, God, if you love me, as you say you do, then under the fourth petition of giving me my daily bread, keep it coming because I don't just want bread, I want the donuts. And I don't just want bread and donuts. I want the food and the drink. And I don't want you want the food and the drink. I want not just a shelter. I want the biggest of shelters. Because that is what we are as America. We're trained to, to, to always want something more than what we need. And so it's not good enough to have a house. We want a bigger house. And it's certainly not good enough to have a car. We need a newer car. And it's not good enough to have three meals a day. We need to have five options for each of the meals and we need to be able to have enough money to go out to the finest of restaurants or else all of a sudden, God, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Didn't I pray, give me my daily bread? And we see the corruption of our hearts that so easily happens. It's the corruption of thinking that we are owed something from God. There's nothing wrong with wealth. And yet the Lord so often spoke against it. Why? Because wealth is an incredible blessing that sometimes a sinful heart can twist to become a curse. The Apostle Paul himself was speaking about in in 1 Timothy chapter 6 when he said, remember it's the, the love of money that can be a root of all kinds of evil? Don't get them wrong. Money is a blessing. Money can be a wonderful gift. Money can be can be used with the best of intentions and 
We have many biblical examples of rich, wealthy men and women. But when we're talking about daily bread, Jesus is teaching us to rein in our expectations a bit and be reminded of the importance of that which we need when it comes to the physical realm. And so maybe we go back to the more common example of daily bread in Scripture. And that was the first lesson from Exodus. Do you remember that incredible account of the Israelites who were wandering around in the desert, having been freed by God from Egypt and yet having rebelled against God on their way to the promised land? And so as a a result of their faithlessness, The faithful God said, yes, you will make it to the promised land, but there will be a lengthy detour. And the people started complaining and saying, but at least when we were in Egypt, we had food to eat. And the God of their bellies was starting to rear its ugly head. To which the gracious God responded, you will get your daily bread. And you remember how it was miraculous that he told them, every morning when you wake up, just as the dew covers the ground, you will find manna or manna. Heaven sent bread. And he said, you are to collect enough of that bread to last you for the day. In fact, if you take more than enough for the day, it will go rotten in your very house. The only exception being the night before the Sabbath, take enough for two days so that you don't have to go out on the Sabbath. What an incredible object lesson God was saying, give us today our daily bread. And so they would wake up in the morning and as heaven sent gift lays out in front of them, they would go in and collect enough for the day with the need for an absolute trust that when they woke up the next day, it would be there again. That's exactly what Jesus would have us pray for. Our bread, enough to survive, enough to keep our bodies alive that we might serve our God and worship him for all that we do and trusting that he'll continue to provide for our needs. Give us today our daily bread. It reminds us of of all that we need for body and life, as Martin Luther commented. He commented, it's all that we need in body and life, whether that's food and drink or clothing and shelter, house and home. He even threw into the friends that we might need in life to, or the spouse that we might need in life that, that they would keep us focused on the truth of God's word. It's all under the umbrella of this fourth petition. Give us what we need in our daily bread. But there's one more component. It's not just identifying the bread. But it's also looking at the word that makes an appearance two times in such a short phrase. He says, give us today our daily bread. It's the time frame that he's talking about. It's the idea that 
Lord, we will come to you on a daily basis asking that you simply provide that which we need so that we don't become poor and so that we don't become wealthy. We just want to have on a daily basis enough to be able to serve you. Daily. And so it's natural that this section, talking about on a daily basis, enough and not more, we have to come heart to heart and face to face with the specter of worrying about the future. Which is exactly where Jesus went from here. After he taught the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew's chapter 6, he, he then talks extensively about the problems we have of worrying it's why we, we sing hymns about it, talking about, why are you worrying, little flock? Don't you know that the Lord will provide for your daily needs? And our sinful nature says, yeah, but he won't give me more. Is he saying that every day, give us today just what I need for today so that tomorrow I can ask again that you would give it to me because I want to be content in the moment This is where you and I get to talk about living in the present. Not in the past and not in the future. We live for today. And we see when we slow everything down and we just look at the moment, we see how gracious and good the Lord has been now. And we think of all the gifts that allow you to be here in worship on this Sunday morning at this time, all of the things that the Lord has put into place as part of your daily bread so that you are strengthened and ready and firm to serve him today. We live for the present. When you think about the top 10 things that worry you right now, wouldn't you say that the majority of them have to do with daily bread issues but focusing on the future? How will I have enough to put the kids in college? How will I have enough to retire? How will I have enough to get that new car so that I can keep up with my neighbor? How will I have enough to take my kids to Disneyland? How will I have enough and you start to realize the silliness of worrying about not that which we need. But if we just say, what do I need? And we look to the heavens and we say, and the Lord has met every single need that we have for today. And tomorrow we get to wake up and we get to say the same prayer, give us today our daily bread. You see, Jesus is teaching us contentment and reliance on the gracious will of our Father in heaven. And so as you're praying the Lord's Prayer, and as you're coming face to face with all these incredible spiritual gifts and spiritual perspectives that the Lord would have us consider in our hearts, Jesus doesn't want us to forget about the physical blessings. Because here's the other reality. When we take an everyday 
daily bread perspective of what we have, there's absolutely no way that anyone here in this facility today can't simply fall down on their knees and say, but you've given us so much more. Because when we recalculate our minds to think of what is it that I actually need to live for today, and then we realize how much he's actually given to us, we have to simply become overwhelmed with gratitude for everything that the Lord has entrusted to our care. Blessing upon blessing, even donuts that have cookies on top of them, we get to enjoy. And so if you have the practice at your house and if you don't, maybe I would encourage you to start it to begin each meal with a brief prayer of thanksgiving. If you have that practice, my guess is that over time it starts to become stale and very repetitive. So slow that prayer down. And if you have the habit of saying, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his mercy endures forever. Slow those words down and think of what you're saying as you're looking at the full table of food that you have two or three, if not more, times a day. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. He's met our every need and given us so much more. We are blessed, blessed indeed. But that perspective comes when we look at needs versus wants. The Lord who has met every need frequently gives us what we want as well. The holiday bread, I'm so thankful I don't have to eat that anymore. But it did allow for me to think through needs versus want. I'm blessed that I don't have to eat it now. However, it was a gift from the heart and it was one way in which the Lord was providing daily needs at that time. Let's recalculate our minds as we pray the Lord's Prayer and see everything that we have for the gift that it is. The God who promises to meet our need does and yes, so often gives us so much more. All thanks and praise to our generous Father. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, may it guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus our Lord. Amen.